Thank you. 
to Valley Nazarene. We welcome you here today in person. We welcome you online. And know that we are a church that is united committed to serving God in all that we do. And this morning, as we are here to worship, as we are here to celebrate, we see that God has built in Spokane Valley the legacy that will live on, the holiness that will live on. So whatever you're coming this week, whatever you just sat down to focus in on as you're worshiping online, take a moment. You are in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we offer up our praise today in worship to God as we lift your voice this morning as we sing a song. Talk about re-celebrating. God, we give our lives to you. We People, and this is your choice. So, as you're singing this morning, would you also pray with the spirits? Worship the
What it is, is this a great opportunity for
How do I express my gratitude? I can see as I every song was
Facing trials, penetrated in all the way to bless us. Thank you. 
we can do for the Holy Spirit is that we would be open to the Spirit and open to Jesus wherever we I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I've also said many times, if you're a guest with us, my name is Mark, I'm one of the pastors here. And so midnight, I can still say I'm one of the pastors here. So I just want to say that one more time. Um, Thanks for being here today. Thanks for being you. Thanks for dressing like me. The weather's been cooperated today. When we moved here, after spending almost 20 years in the Midwest, um, I said I was never going to take for granted the beauty of this place. One of the things I've enjoyed about my office is my my southern window. I can see the town of Kankakee. And a couple years ago, I was picking my daughter up from school, and it was one of those days like today when there was some fresh snow. And I said, you know, I always love it when the trees on top of Micah Peak are just plastered in snow. So I opened my, my blinds this morning, and one last time I got that. Uh, I think I've gotten enough of this out this morning. You know, I went over, uh, well, actually, for, I, um, I, I have a couple of you who are here with us today. I just want to have folks online today, too. And uh, I was thinking this morning, we, we started streaming services online in December 2019. Um, it was actually kind of a funny reason why we started. Jennifer was singing a special during Advent season, and her mom wanted to see it. So we set up a phone and we streamed it to Facebook. But then we actually realized without telling anybody, we had a few folks who were sick that day and couldn't be here. And they said, I found our church online today, and we got to worship online. And so we kept doing that, and then a couple months later, online became the main thing, right? And so for the last four-plus years, online has been an opportunity for many people to worship with us who couldn't be here. And so for those who are online today, also thank you for joining us, and you're this church as well. It's not being in the same sanctuary that unites us together. It's the blood of Christ that unites us together. And we are part of Christ's church, and so it's good to be here today. I want to know, like, this is a view I'm not going to get again. So I've never done this before, but can I get the 
Packers real quick this morning. I'm fearless. I don't think I can fit you all in in one picture, so I think I'm going to have to do a couple of them. If you lay away, if you can wait, it's okay. So, here we go. Some of you are actually waiting. Thank you for waving. I don't know if they'll turn out or not, but at least tried. So, you know, in over five years, I preached 231 sermons in this church. I think number 232 might be the hardest one. There's so much of what we do in the Christian life, and even as pastors are the things that we do throughout the week. But oftentimes, it's Sunday morning that becomes the focal point of the church, and so it can kind of become about everything that we do at this moment and in this place. And for example, we can even make Sunday mornings the most important part of everything. And Sunday mornings are really important. But one of the things that has shocked me as a Christian and as a pastor, actually, from somebody by the name of, of Eugene Peterson. He um, was a pastor, professor. He's probably most well known for his paraphrase of scripture. It's called The Message. Eugene Peterson also wrote a, a book on the personal spiritual journey called Along the Obedience in the Same Direction. He talks about the Christian life is this long obedience in the same direction. That's been a helpful metaphor for me as well about pastoral ministry. It's a obedience in the same direction. So when it comes to preaching, it's not just a collection of sermons. So what you're able to do as a pastor is knowing the fact that what you have to say today is not the final thing you have to say. And so so many sermons work together collectively to help and influence us, except when it is your last day. much about what I wanted to share today. And I think I, I, I just found myself coming back to some words I, I shared with that board a few weeks ago. Words from the Apostle Paul that probably express better what I'm thinking today than I can myself. So Paul speaking, and I'm going to just kind of reflect a little bit on that today. So if you have your Bibles, I'd invite you to join me in Philippians chapter 1, starting in verse 2. If I'm okay with you, I'm going to take a few words. So please forgive me in advance for doing that. And if you're able to, I just invite you to stand as we read God's Word this morning. May the grace and peace of God and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. I thank my God every time I mention you in my prayers. I'm thankful for all of you every time I pray, and it's always a prayer of joy. I'm glad because of the way you have been my partners in the ministry of the gospel from my first day until now. And I'm sure about this, the one who started a good work in you will stay with you to complete the good work of Christ Jesus. I have good reason to think about all of you because I keep you in my heart. You are all my partners in God's grace. God is my witness that I feel affection for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. This is my prayer. That your love might become even more and more rich with knowledge and all kinds of insight. 
I pray this so that you will be able to decide what really matters. And so pray that you will then be filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes from Jesus Christ in order to give glory and praise to God. And this is God for the people of God. And we say together, thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. You know, so much I could talk today, but I'm going to say so much of what I could say. I just want to bring that in a couple of ways this morning. I want to say thank you for, for trusting me. Thank you for, for trusting me as your pastor. So I've been talking about leadership. If nobody's following you, you're not really leading. You're just off on a long walk, or maybe in my case, run by yourself, right? Before we came in this Never disagree with one another. Do you think it's okay, though, to disagree with one another? Well, I love to tell people whenever two of them are gathered, there will be disagreements. I usually follow that up by saying, often I'm sitting in my office and I disagree with my spouse. I don't even know if it takes two people to have disagreements. Yeah, disagreement and even conflict is a normal part of relationship. Where I think the church of an living, especially for the world in which we live today, is how we deal with those disagreements and how we deal with conflicts. When we don't allow those to become the main thing, when we allow the relationship to be the main thing, when we decide to work through those with love and grace and charity. The most difficult experience I've ever had to lead through COVID. <laughs> you know, this is a time that none of us anticipated. No, nobody was prepared for. We'd never gone through anything like that. And then there was so much money and stuff that was just in the atmosphere. I'm not talking about the virus in the atmosphere, I'm talking about all that other stuff. That was out there through COVID. And we made it through COVID. Not only did we make it through COVID, but I want to say that this came out of COVID stronger than it went into that time. So thank you for not giving up on me and not giving up on one another during this time we've had together. I also want to say thank you for your courage to follow Jesus. One of my great joys as a pastor is watching people and coming alongside people as they are answering God's call. And you see that in different ways in the life of our congregation. We with, with some of those who are answering God's call to credentialed ministry. And I'm so thankful that we've been able to, to share in that uh, in our local church through those with district license and local license and some others who are, are discerning. God is calling me to do. But I also celebrate because we've seen so much 
of you over these last five years recognize that God doesn't just call people to be things like pastors or missionaries or chaplains, but God has called every single follower of Jesus Christ to a lifetime of faithfulness and serving Him, right? And so many of you have journeyed through this saying, where's the place that God has called me? Where does my passion and gifts that God has given me intersect with the needs of those around me, and how can I live to that in such a manner that God would use me to be a blessing to those around me? I want to say thank you for your willingness to follow Jesus, trust me, and cooperate. me. I just want to say thank you for loving my family and me. You loved us in the beginning. Without you, and the tragic death of my mom, Jennifer's cancer diagnosis, and and treatment through that, you guys helped us in so many ways. And as all this transition started to come about, something we were looking for was following God one step at a time. There were those moments. to me, your checks are in the mail. They might get lost. Sometimes some of you said things, you know, we don't know where we would be as a church if it wasn't for you. Not, that was not just me, it was Jennifer and myself and our family. We don't know where it would be without you. You've made such a difference here. We're so thankful. I was filled with a couple of feelings. What was this honor? Uh, we can't work hard. <laughs> it's nice to be recognized for that. Not more so. I was also humility. Because has been something that we've accomplished on our own. Yet God has been the primary agent through all the good things that have happened in this place. God has been the one who made all of the good things happen. Now, we believe that God chooses to work through individuals. One of the things we talk about the church today as the body of Christ, we, one of the things we, we mean when we say that is that God has chosen to work through God's people in the world today. So when we are praying for God to work, when we are looking for the ways in which we long to see God work in the world around us, do you know how that often comes about? through God's people, right? So we believe that, that God works in us, but we also believe that God is so much bigger than each one of us. That's what it means in life. Virtually every week, I want to use myself as one of the experts here. You know, it didn't take most people very long to figure out what my particular role is here at Valley Nazarene. But I'm one of the experts. I'm not the church that's much bigger than just the pastors as well. See, this church has never been mine. 
It's always been God's church. This is God's church, and we're just excited to be a part of, of what God is, is doing here in this place. Because as I think about this fact that it, it's so much more than just any one of us, I think as reflecting this week, I, I remember growing up to one of my favorite movies growing up, Karate Kid. Many of you know that movie, right? And I remember this time growing up, random people said, they'd say, That he's been doing all this significant work when what he really should be doing is learning karate. That none of that work had been insignificant. That all of that work had been forming him and shaping him so that he could learn karate. You know, I think about the church, there's nothing that's insignificant. of how God has used every single one of us to be a part of that. It's not just a lead pastor or a pastoral staff. It's all of us. It's work that God has called us do to do together. Working through us with all of you for this church to be what this church is. So thank you for that. I want to say you are well equipped to work out that calling in the days moving forward. I also want to say that, that our DS, and I'm still DS because I haven't transferred my credentials down to the Intermountain District yet, so I'm our district superintendent as well. But our DS. Board are going to steward well and help well in these coming days. I just optimistic for the future of Valley Nazarene. I am so optimistic. I wish I could be a part of the future, but I'll be cheering for you and praying for you from a few hours south of here. How does that sound? Watch online. kind of preaching with my foot back next to me. That might be a little awkward. You know, yesterday I was on Facebook and a pastor friend of mine was <laughs> back from, from Boise back to Spokane. And he had a picture looking out the plane window and he said, you know, it was cloudy in Boise and it was cloudy in Spokane. But on my flight, we were in the sunshine the whole way. So the sun's always shining, even when we can't see it. And I realize these coming days are some days of uncertainty for this congregation. There's a future out there somewhere that you can't quite fully see yet. But even when we can't see it, God is with you. God is with you even in the midst of uncertainty, whether clarity or questions, or doubts, or troubles. You know, just 
through the Advent and Christmas seasons, one of the great messages of Advent and Christmas is that we have a God who is with us, Emmanuel. God is with you, and God will continue. We personally, as we are going for us as well. If we are clinging to the fact that God is with us, God is with us. And I know God is with you. As a church, as you continue on in these coming days, these last five years of God is the primary God. You can my role, but also this that could never happen without all of us. And it's changing come tomorrow. And God will be with you through all of that. Amen? Here's the final point that, that Paul said here in Philippians. He said, this is my prayer, that your love might become even more and more rich with knowledge and of insight. I pray this so that you will be able to decide what really matters so I pray that you will be with the fruit of righteousness which comes from Jesus Christ in order to give glory and praise to God. I spoke about this a few weeks ago when I was doing some, some work for the district with some of our ministers in training. So this might sound familiar to a couple of you. Uh, in the first chapter of his book, The Place to Stay, Martin tells the story of a place that he calls Borderland. In Uganda, the city actually stretches both sides of the border, both in Kenya and in Uganda. If you were headed towards Kenya, you would come to a, a hut on the Ugandan side of the border, and they would ask you some questions. Why are you leaving? What have you been doing here? What are you taking with you? or hundred might speed up that process. But that's not going to let you go. But what, what's the key? So he has his own hut, his own people with their own questions who also wouldn't mind a well-placed spot along the way. But he's got his hut, and the hut, it's an area of land about 100 meters wide and about 300 meters long. Is not controlled by either country. There are no laws. So if somebody is mugged or stabbed or shot, the guards on either side would simply watch and do nothing. It's It's a place with no structures, no rules, but maybe the most surprising thing about the borderland. If there are actually people who linger in that place, Spiders and brothers and others who are in that place. Why would you want to be somewhere that's dangerous? Well, for those who stayed, it's also familiar. And often, sometimes familiar becomes about another kind of borderland. The borderland that, that those who come to know Christ might find themselves in. To see people who, who hear the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ and 
and decided to, to leave your life behind. And it's, and it's rules, and it's laws, and it's gods, and it's hard to leave that old life behind. And it's hard to leave We talk about that often through the language of something else that God has for us. So what it says is that if we're not careful, we can end up in this place where we've left some of the old behind and it becomes a sin. And we haven't yet entered that place where God wants us to go. So it says this into a new land, a new land where God's grace and power has full reign of our lives. Where God's grace and power can work in us and through us in every part of who we are. Where the power of sin is canceled and where the change that happens in us is so pervasive it's like we're a new creation. In our tradition, we talk about that transition into that new life through the language of entire sanctification. We invite people to, to experience the power of the Holy Spirit working in their lives so that what controls us is, is, is we're no longer controlled by, by self-serving motives or ambition, but it's Christ's will that has become our will. Our lives are radically and completely transformed. There is nothing that is off limits to the grace and power of God in our lives. And looking at that is an ongoing journey as we continue to be transformed more and more the likeness of Jesus Christ. And all that transformation is something that we often refer to as a life of holiness. It's a gracious gift from God that God offers to every single one of us. See, the heart of God's kingdom is no super saints. We're all called to be saints. We're all called to live that's not just it's preserved, it's Transforms our lives around us of the love and grace of God within us as well. So, one of the encouragements I have often over these last years is working you. Don't just read scripture, scripture read you. Allow your to be examined, to be shaped. Worshiping together. We need one another to be God's people. Amen? We need one another as the church, but we also need some close enough who can help us when we're down, who can challenge us to live in 
what it is that God wants us to do. And it also becomes compatible. That becomes the point that He's driving us doing what He says. It becomes of grace and continue seeking after him. But the worst of all, I'm sure of this, the works of the good work of God will carry out and complete the job by the death of Christ Jesus. Amen. Dear God, we thank you today for the opportunity that we have to know and follow you. Lord, I thank you today for the privilege of for the Lord, thank you for allowing me and my family to be part of this church. Thank you for these people who love us and love you. And God, for the families that for all of us Lord, we are so thankful that you have you gone with us in the past. Father, that you go ahead of us. So for all of the unknowns we know that you are there waiting for us. And so, God, we walk in faith and we walk in obedience in your
has been part of our church family and that we have been really engaged upon kids' plans and all the programs and kids and teens. So you've been a part of our kids' lives as well, and we love you and we appreciate you being a part of our lives. So thank you for being here, and we wish you the best of luck in your
real quick at the next This is a string of blessing over you. Words on the on the screen here. Just sing with me. If I can say two things first, and then I promise we get a cake or whatever is down there. First of all, if you, if you didn't know, uh, my first Sunday down in Nampa will be February 4th. Uh, John, the kids are coming down for that. that they're staying here for the end of the school year. So if you start offering the kids, it's not because they decided they didn't want to move to Nampa with me. Join me, but they are going to finish out the school year here, so I'll be coming back some to be with them. So we're thankful for that as well. Well, so I, I can't say everything I'd want to say. So thank you. And now, I can't say anything. We can't make it through. strength and power. We need God's grace, and we need one another.
show in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.